Hey guys, welcome back to the Let's Just Be Honest podcast with Kendra and Dariana. <laughs> oh, guys, today's a great day. It really, it really is a it's, great night. It's, no, it's a great day of all days. It's the best day in the world because because it's Iris's birthday. Oh yeah, hallelujah, <laughs> Iris. I thought you were gonna say because it's Monday. I'm like, some people no. don't really like Mondays. No, but Iris it's is Iris's the big birthday. two. She's the big two, and she's acting like the big two. It's like her personality just shot out of her. Just skyrocketed. I saw yeah. your Instagram story today of her just rolling her eyes. I was you like, know, if that's not the terrible twos coming into her, I don't know what is. I'm just like, why are we teaching her this? It's so cute right now, uh-huh. but give it a couple years. Yeah. Uh, give it a couple e- months. Even a month, okay, I was going to yeah. say. She's going to be like, mm, I'm going to get sick and tired of it. No, no, it's so cute. Um, but yeah, she had her birthday party yesterday, and I think it was a blast. Everybody mm-hmm. honestly said they had a good time. Yeah, so is that your high? Heck yeah. <laughs> we had a carnival themed birthday party for my little chooks and she was so cute. Yeah, we had a bounce house and just like a bunch of carnival food, uh, a bunch of kids and yeah, it was fun. You yeah. were there, so you know. Ethan, I was like, was I? Um, Ethan <laughs> had a blast. He was just in the bouncy house the entire time. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny because today we went to the pumpkin patch and there was a bouncy house there too. So he oh, just, I saw that. He just got like double of everything. So I don't know, he was really excited. Um, my high this week, um, would be like the party and then the pumpkin patch today. Yeah. Just because like we n- were never really around like other people. So then like being around other people, other, like other parents, I don't know. It was just a vibe. You guys kind of kicked off your fall. I mean, it's October, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you have a big ass pumpkin on your table. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, we have another one there too. Oh, cute. Um, no, yeah, we're just, we're just, aw- I like, I just said it last podcast episode, but I just really want to take advantage of all the family time and mm-hmm. all the family activities while Josue is here. Yeah. I just don't like to do them when he's not here because it's like, it feels yeah. weird, you know? Like, it feels like there's a part missing. So, I don't know. That was my high this week was just being able to, like, meet other new parents. And I got yeah. uh, a woman's number. I'll tell you later. But at I the pumpkin patch? Yeah. Nice. Uh, no, 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 no. At your party. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, hopefully I could plan a date or something. Wait, who's? Um, the, I don't know if she was pregnant. Okay. It's wait, wait. Who? <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> right. I'm like. <laughs> she, I want to help you remember her she, name though. She has an older daughter. I'm like. I think another mom also had another. Older oh. Daughter. Her son was like I think 18 months. She said. He was like a he. He was the one that was like running around like, the little baby that was. Just oh, the around. Ryan's employers, the owners of Moniker. I don't know. Oh. Well, whatever. I'll show you the number. And yeah. Then you can compare oh. and let me know if it's her because I don't even have her in contact. Well, that's <laughs> sweet. Everybody was really sweet. And it's nice that they have kids the same age. So. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. She was so sweet. She complimented me on my cookies and stuff. She was like, yeah, send me the recipe. I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so that's why we exchanged numbers and stuff. I but, love it. Um, what was your low for this week? My low has been that um, I'm still in a lot of pain. Like, I can breathe. I feel good from my pneumonia. I feel recovered. Mm-hmm. Um, but my ribs feel like they're broken. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just gotten worse. Like the pain of my ribs have gotten worse. So what every does time. What feel like? It. I don't know. Like I was broken. <laughs> How do you explain your broken ribs? Yeah, I don't know. Like a really deep. It feels broken. I don't know yeah. how else to explain it. How is the um, medicine? The medicine was fine. It helped with my pneumonia. It helped with my breathing. But, yeah. like, this pain in my rib is something different. So, I don't know. Like, I've had pneumonia before. I've had bad asthma. I've been coughing a lot. But I've never had this pain. Yeah. So, I just don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that's been my low. Just dealing with that. Yeah. I feel like there's always some 
health issue going on. I didn't really have a low last week per se. I mean, I guess you could say because like we're recording this on Monday, but Sunday I got my period TMI and my cramps are always the absolute worst on the first day. And I get like this sharp pain ever since having Ethan on my right leg specifically. And it literally feels like every time you walk, it's like needles are like poking into your leg and it hurts so bad. Um, But what's it called? So I've just been dealing with that. It's my second day. And I've only been having my period for the past couple months for three days. So I'm like, okay, it's my second day tomorrow. So shall be my end. Ugh. I mean, compared to like having my period for six days before I had even three days, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's give a, it all that's to a breeze. Um, but the pain just feels like it's so much worse because the sh- days are shorter. Yeah. So like just dealing with that. But I'm glad that this time around when I have it, Josue is home. So he's able to like go out with Ethan and do things yeah. while I'm at home being sicky. But talking about Josue. Let's talk about it. Um... Uh, He's on the podcast today. Say something for the listeners. Hello. <laughs> He's a little shy and reserved right now. Yeah, it's my first time here. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, not in my house, but in the podcast. Um, yeah, it's going to take a while for me to, you know, get comfortable. But either way, we're here. Yeah, um, we told you guys last week that we were going to have two men on the podcast, but um, we got one. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And we'll take it. Yeah, um, hopefully we'll have the other soon on, but we are happy to have my man here so you guys could get a little taste of his brain and how he talks, how he thinks, whatever. We're really excited to have you on today. So cute that you think that I have a brain. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that. Um, should we just hop right into the questions that we have? Yeah, we'll just start with the first question and talk about that. You want to ask it? Um, yeah, I'll ask it. Jeez. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, I said, I said it wrong. <laughs> okay, so the first question is, oh, this isn't really a question, but, um, becoming dads for the first time, so. Oh, don't you think that I should give, like, a little brief summary of, like, who I am probably like, so people feel like they okay, know me podcaster yeah. go ahead on, um, my thing. Hey. let me okay let me let me just step off here is Josue introducing himself so hello everyone um, the name is Josue I'm daddy and a slave um, I'm a truck driver um, I'm a photographer I'm a dad and I'm a politician on the side um, <laughs> I love hiking not the resume. Yeah, yeah. I love hiking. I love listening to music, especially classic music, 80s and 70s music. Um, and low-key pushing my kid to be a singer. That's about it. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm like, he wanted to tell some things about himself, but it literally sounded like a resume. <laughs> it did. But, uh, That's a little insight. Yeah, yeah a little insight. Give so an idea. Yeah. Um, okay, so how was it becoming a dad for the first time? You can be well, <laughs> when you find out that you got somebody pregnant, for a man, it's like, it's, it's different compared to a woman. For a woman, it's like, oh, the day that I, ha- that I have been waiting my whole life is here. For a man, it's like, can we curse? Yeah. It's like, fuck, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm fucked. Um, and, um... <clears throat> Becoming a dad uh, really did open my eyes and it made me understand that being parents is not easy and I understand why a lot of men run away from it because 
I wouldn't say it's the end of your life, but it's the beginning of a new life, and you have to sacrifice yourself, not completely, but I would say 85% of your life to this little person coming in and to like your relationship and your family. So I think, and the responsibility, because, I mean, not everybody is responsible when they have a kid, and not everybody wants that responsibility, but if you become a responsible dad or mom, and you know, you take in that responsibility, um, you have to give it all away for that person, you know? And that responsibility is huge for a lot of people, you know? It never crossed my mind to leave and run away from my kid and, you know, Dariana and that responsibility. What went through my mind at that moment is like, fuck, I have nine months to get my shit together. Yeah. Because you guys were young and had no just cat. started dating. No, I, I wasn't young. I was, uh, uh, I'll say 24. You were 23. That's young. 23. 23. That's 23. young. Yeah. No, 20. I wouldn't say, yeah. I wouldn't say young because at that age, I, I already have like. I think, I think it's young to a lot of people. A lot but, of people, yeah. But in Josue's position, like he had his life more. Put- mm-hmm. And like I say, yeah. I think when I first introduced Josue to my Instagram, and I say it in almost every birthday post, every holiday, whatever, I'm like, he has his crap more together than any other guy that I know that is either his age or even guys that we but, that are older. So like having a kid wasn't like oh like we. I think it was like not a thing like for me it was like I wasn't mentally prepared mm-hmm. he was like how would you say it like um, I was I think I was 24 because no uh, but you were 23 no, no. because when Ethan was born that same year I became 25 remember because uh, when I was no, Wait, yeah, what? yeah because uh, I I always told my dad that I will have my kid at 25 but I never thought about it when I met you. I wasn't like, oh. You were 24. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't like, oh, my God, 25 is coming. Time to have a kid. But when I say that I, I didn't feel young, it's because um, growing up with my mother, uh, basically, my parents were together. They were together, but I used to live in the Caribbean, and my dad was in the United States. So at a younger age, like 12, 13, like my mom gave me a lot of responsibility. She would go to, you were the oldest. Yeah, yeah. She would go to college, and I would stay with my two little brothers. I mean, my brother and sister. And I would have to take care of them, cook for them, or warm up the food that my, the food that my mom left over. And I clean the house, mop the floor, and make sure that they were safe. So by the time I reached 15, 16, like I, have, I had all, all kinds of privilege. Like mm-hmm. I could go to another country. Like I can go to New York and like spend the whole weekend. And I wouldn't receive a call or a text or like, oh, what you doing? Or like, are you safe? Because at that point, 15, 16, my parents knew that. You were I was responsible. Able, no, no. I was able to take care of myself. And like, they knew that nobody was able to take better care of myself than me. Yeah. So by the time I was 24 and I met Dariana, I already had like, I had like all the fun that I needed. You know, I think I burned my stage. Like I had a lot of fun. I went out I drank. I had fun with my friends, you know. I'm a little girl from there, you know, nothing, guys. <laughs> yeah, and, and for most people, 24, like, that's kind of the like beginning. the coming of age, like, yeah. trying to figure out who you are, but you yeah, already yeah. had all of that. Yeah, time, but I, I, I didn't, I didn't have, like, a path of, like, where I wanted to go, um, but I knew that, I don't know, I, I think that Ethan really did change, like, my whole future, I think. Also, your perspective. On In my perspective, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a train of thought and then I completely lost it. It was um, a lie. 
What? Okay, next question. How to separate being a dad and a partner? How do you separate being Ethan's dad and then my partner? Wow, that's a good question. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we're hitting you with the, the big ones. <laughs> what the women want to know. I don't know. I don't think I can separate that. Because um, I think that how I treat my kid affects our relationship. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you can separate that. Because if you are a bad dad, even if you're a good lover and, like, you take care of your wife or, you know, your girlfriend or whatever, you treat her good, she's still going to see that. And, like, for a woman, there's nothing more important than their kids. It's, it's You're my you, partner. You no, of course, but you can't separate that. No, yeah. I mean, You can. It's we impossible. Al- yeah. I, I always tell her story, too. I'm like, um, obviously, like, Iris or Ethan will always look up to us or to our, like, relationship or whatever mm-hmm. but i always tell him and it's also biblically it's like you i i don't put ethan first i put god josue then ethan and when people ask me oh why would you do that it's because without this like ethan like how do i explain it i'm like my, my mind is confused but basically like if we like, ethan, out- like ethan would not be here without sure. me and josue so mm-hmm. my relationship will always come first my my kid will always come first as well too like i kind of put them like in an equal space but like if me and him are not okay me and my child right. are not gonna be okay exactly. because then i know that i'm not okay because i'm dealing with this and this and this with this way so i can never be the mm-hmm. great version of myself and, to yeah. you know so i yeah. feel like that's what you're trying to say yeah yeah basically and like i don't know can i share a little bit saucy saucy yeah this yeah is, go ahead this we, is don't, but, we don't we um, don't yeah have you heard the podcast after ethan was born like i had a like a very hard time like adjusting to like having a kid and like waking up at like early in the morning four three two in the morning and him crying and like having to give him to Dariana so she can feed him and like the first night was like insane and like I think those were like probably like I would say like the worst times in our relationship because I didn't know how to handle the baby or like I don't know. I think I, I wasn't able to handle the pressure at that moment of him, like, actually being home. And yeah. then you were expecting me to, like, behave in a certain way. And, like, it was just bringing friction into the relationship. And, like, it was some bad times. Yeah. So, you know, me learning how to, you know, be a better dad and how to communicate with him. And, like, having more patience because... I was raised in a different way where there's like no patience. It's either you do or you don't. Yeah. Or you get your ass whooped. Uh, me trying to uh, get adjusted to like being more patient, listening to your kid, and like, you know, the soft tone and stuff like that, even though I have like a very harsh voice and strong tone, um, has made wonders in the relationship, right? Yeah. I think like just to like give like background into what he was saying, it was like, Everyone knows, especially now, like, if you know me, like, you've met me, whatever, I have, like, this relationship with Ethan that's, like, unbreakable. Like, we just have it. Like, every mother-child has that. But it's, like, for me, it's, like, a little bit stronger because, like, I just know what I've been through. And it's, like, I never want Ethan to ever feel 
the way that I feel. And sometimes I, I, I do the most, as people would say. And it's like, okay, like I do the most, but like no one could ever question that I would never ride for my kid, you know? So it's like when Ethan was born, it's like I have like this brand new baby. I didn't have a relationship with my parents. My life was falling apart. All I had was Ethan and Josue. Like I cling to them so hard. So when Ethan was born, I was like, oh my God, like this is my all. Like I did everything for him. I'm waking up hours of the night. I'm not complaining about him doing everything I can. And then Josue was having a harder time adjusting. Okay, like, oh, frick, I'm a dad now. It's like the nine months, he had two jobs. He was preparing for the baby. But when the baby came, he was not prepared enough. Yeah. So he didn't have that, like, real, like that not the love, but he did, he couldn't bring himself... To the reality. It's to the reality yeah, of, like, reality. having a kid. Like, he was like, okay, like, he loved the baby. He kissed the baby. Sure. He did everything. He, like, he did what I told him to do. Like, hey, can you do this? He was there, but he wasn't, like, emotionally Yeah, but it's there. also a lot different for dads because mm-hmm. moms was, have yeah. that bond. Yeah. And they spend more time with the baby naturally. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's not uncommon to hear dads say that it's it took them months yeah. before they felt mm-hmm. like they even loved their yeah. child. And yeah. I think it was Crazy. even harder mm-hmm. for us because, like... I breastfed Ethan and I'm still breastfeeding him and I think that relationship of always having Ethan on me or being like oh can you hand me Ethan like it's time for feed or whatever it's not that he didn't get that time with him it was that I'm a like I was a breastfeeding mother you know how newborns are with the breast and it's like maybe it felt like I kind of was doing all the work at times and he was just there when I needed him and that's why it's like I'm glad that now as like a first time mom that I'm able to go into like when I become another, you know, a mom to a second child, like I'm like, okay, this time around, I want to incorporate bottle feeding after a couple months, so he could do some of mm-hmm. that. Because in my head, everything was always breast is best, breast is best, breast is best. And like now that I know more things, I'm like, breast is not best, fed is best, you know. So it's like now I know certain things that will help us mm-hmm. in our next yeah. child that I wish I knew in our first, you know. But that's where um, I think he's trying to say where mm-hmm. he struggled that he didn't have that right away instinct to be yeah. like oh my god i love this child blah, blah, blah. i'm gonna do everything for him like it was distant so seeing that he wasn't that close with ethan and seeing that he wasn't building that relationship as fast as i was started to tear us apart because i'm like what is wrong with him like why would you not want to change his diaper why would you not want to spend time with him why would you not you know and then it started to cause a friction between our relationship so yeah going back to the question there's you can't separate being a dad and, and a partner no. I don't think, yeah. It just I mean, evolves it. It evolves. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see. I have this here. Great answer. You know me doing my thing. No, but I feel like I'm, like that different people could answer that question yeah, no, course, differently, yeah. but I loved your answer. <laughs> so, um, what would your advice be to first-time dads? Oh, crap, dude. <laughs> you probably have learned a lot <laughs> by now. <laughs> um, I think that... I want to say financially that everybody is ready. Even if you have money and you have all your stuff together, nobody's ever ready for the baby. It's, it's just like, it's a guessing game. Um, first parents, uh, first time parents, uh, especially the male, like, you know, if you know the baby is coming, you know, go out there, do what you have to do, save as much money as you can so you can avoid certain situations when it comes to, like, financial stuff and, like, very sad moments. Because I got some stories, but I'm not going to tell them now. Um... <laughs> And um, be ready to be ready to understand your woman after the baby comes out because there's six months of hell coming in. And um, wait, six months? What do you mean six months? 
postpartum. Oh, postpartum depression. Yeah. And, oh, because uh, that's how long it lasted for me. I mean, it could last for anywhere yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, longer, but, but it's yeah. just like as soon as the baby comes out, it's like your whole relationship, what you think that you had with your wife or girl or whatever, it, it literally going to three, 360 change. And that, I think, is your guys' experience because that wasn't yeah, 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 um, yeah, that yeah. wasn't mine and Ryan's yeah. experience. For, for us, it was like that. Like, it was just like a change because it's different when it's like you guys, like Every day you guys go out, have fun. You guys can come back at any time. There's no responsibilities. You guys do what you do, you know. And as soon as the the, the baby comes in, it's like it's a whole different life. So um, just just be ready for the changes and um, get your pockets right. So basically, just be financially stable. Financially stable, but not because you be. Financially- See, but you guys were not. Yeah, but yeah. you can be financially stable and still like fuck up. No, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I'm just saying that from my point of view, you know, just get financially stable and, like, be ready for the changes. Uh, that your woman of, may yeah, endure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because... I mean, because not everyone gets postpartum depression, but some women do yeah. go through their own things that may not be yeah, postpartum yeah, depression. At the end of the day, through the process, the woman changed. And her points of view and the way that she would treat you changed, and you will still be the same way. So, there might be a, di- a little bit of difference when it comes to, like, like how the relationship works and everything so be ready to make compromises and like try and you know be ready to listen and um to get on the table and get everything working out basically i can say yeah wait i would just want to ask you a question kind of about that what do you think was the biggest compromise that you had to make especially like in the beginning um good question you're done with the fire (laughs) in the beginning I think it was listening. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was thinking the exact same understanding thing. that um, it's not my way um, or the highway, how they say. Uh, understanding that uh, the birth of the kid um, really changes everything for the woman, and that what we used to had and how life used to be, it could probably go back to that in the future. But you know, there's. M- the priorities, the priorities basically change, you know. It's not, um, I don't know, I will say it. it's not going out all the time or it's more like, oh, take care of the baby or be more involved with the baby or, um, you know, the woman might become a little bit more sensitive to certain things like, oh, see the way that you're speaking or how you're behaving, the baby is there or whatever, you know. So, in listening and trying to understand everything that the woman see because we men we don't see it you know we don't see it <coughs> that is just facts no no because like for example i saw diana going through all those changes and emotional changes and stuff like that and i was like bro she is fucking insane she is crazy you know but that's just our monkey brains our guys brains not understanding what actually the women are feeling and going through because we would never understand you know those feelings or how it feels to have a baby or pushing a baby out or like the stress and like knowing that you can't move and you feel like unable to do certain things but you still have to push through for your baby we'll never understand that and the woman crying for no reason uh you know crying in the room or whatever and it's talking about me guys not yeah. about the woman now all women go through this i no, want no, you to emphasize it's, it's not no, no but I, you know i'm just saying from experience you know and i would just look at the day and i'm like yo like she really crazy, man. Like, I really, like, I'm locked in with a cycle. <laughs> but, 
But it's just that th- there were certain things happening that I wouldn't wrap my head around, you know? So listening. I think it's also, I think we have to emphasize that Josue comes from DR. He was born in DR and then he came here at what age? 15. Yeah, 15. So he came right when he was about to start high school. So it's like his mentality and like his way of thinking is very different from ours. Um, like Josue could tell you, like he didn't know what racism was. He didn't know what yeah. a lot of things were until he came to like the United States. Bro, there's no racism so outside like, of the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> when, it comes, when it comes to like here now, it's normalized like depression, anxiety, all these mm-hmm. things. So when I was going through it, he first time vividly saw me going through mm-hmm. it. He was like, "What the hell?" Is no, I just thought never had experienced. I just thought that she was crazy. I'm so, like, yeah. "What the hell, bro?" He's, he's never heard anyone in his household talk about it, go through it, none of that stuff. Yeah. So when you have a firsthand experience in your house, also with a newborn child that you're not connecting with, it's, a lot. it's like, yeah. "What the hell is going it's, on?" Yeah, it's a you lot. Know? You know? Yeah, and um, you know, going back to that, like growing up in the Dominican Republic, there's like. And I can probably, you know, Kendra, I spoke to Kendra's mom, and she's from the... Caribbean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's from the Caribbean, and, like, even even if you ask your mom, she'll tell you, like, out there, there's... I wouldn't say there's no depression. I just think that people don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no depression. There's no racism. People are not going through... Uh, I feel like panic. now now it's Probably now, about, yeah, because of the internet. Up, yeah, it wasn't. because of the internet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's no panic attacks or anything like that. So when I come here and like then it's going through all these things, I'm like, but she's crazy as hell, bro. <laughs> and imagine me growing up here knowing about this yeah. stuff. I'm like, why are you crazy? I know. Why are oh you my not god. Here asking me yeah, for help. And I think it's hard to make somebody understand that have never. Yeah. 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 For you, sure. it, it's hard to yeah. make somebody understand like, oh, this is an apple, and they have never seen an apple in their whole life. Yeah. yeah. Um, talking about emotions, why are men so afraid to show slash talk about their emotions? I don't think that's true because I think there's uh, men that are very in tune with their emotions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I we call them they're more feminine. Uh, but um, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, they're oh more feminine. Gosh. They're more to the other side. Uh, <laughs> No, that's what we call them. I'm not. I'm not here lying. That's what men call it. Um, I think that you. Well, for me, it's different compared to a lot of. I think that if Trey would have came in, it would have been a different perspective because he was born here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But for me, it's just like growing up. It's like the macho, macho, macho man mentality, mm-hmm. and it's like it makes you. It makes you seem weak. Okay. It makes you. Um, feel like somebody has something against you oh this man will speak or this man was crying in front of me oh somebody might use that against you um i really don't have an answer like a correct answer for that i just from my experience it's just like i don't know me growing up it was like it wasn't supposed to be like oh a man is gonna be crying the man is supposed to hold himself together and be able to uh make the right decisions at the like the hardest times you know and like the man to me the man is in, is supposed to endure like you know the hardest part the relationship or life um, and that's that, that and that's how I live my life I, you know even though sometimes with you I have opened more to like my vulnerable side like I have cried in front of you and stuff like that but when it comes to me being a man like I'm ready to go through hell for my family you know 
Yeah. So, so his, I think that can only count like on one hand how many times I've seen him cry. Yeah. And I think he does. He cries more by himself, like when he's like working or like if he's in his own world. But he doesn't like. Yeah, that. I think it doesn't like. For example, when my grandpa died in two thousand seven, and like we got the news that he died of cancer, like I didn't cry in front of everybody. I just walked to the backyard and like I stood behind um, a barn, and like I. I, you know, some tears came out, and that was it. Even though I was going through pain and like you know suffering, like you will not see me like going insane. I cannot say how I will react if my parents, God forbid, die. That will probably be the day that I'm gonna become like dookie, and then I will have to like take the wheel for those days or weeks, you know. But besides that, I don't think. You know. Quick question. Have you ever seen your dad cry? Yeah. When? More than a handful amount of times? Only one time when my grandpa died. You That's see, it. like, and, and I feel like it all goes back to like, what you see in your household growing no, up. And, and, it's, like, and it wasn't like, like uh, crying. It was yeah. like, like he put his head down and he put his fit, his hands on top of his eyes and like he, my bad, he put his hand on uh, his eyes and like he tilted his head down. And I I heard him, you know, like, like sobbing, mm-hmm. and that was it. It wasn't like no, oh my God, loudness or anything. Like he he held himself together. And, God, um, I just hate that because that's like, that's just kind of the culture of how it's been around men. Yeah. In just any part of the world, it's kind yeah. of just like, you shut up and you just you keep, keep going. Does yeah. Ryan cry? Oh yeah. But like more than a handful. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, Especially after becoming a dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For example, yeah. when Ethan was born. You cried. No, I think I cried when but I showed it to my mom. Yeah. But it wasn't like he came out. I was like, <laughs> like yeah. no, I was like, I was like happy. I was amazed. But I only cried when I showed it to my mom because I think. Like it like, hit you. It yeah. hit me that like, oh crap, like this is their first grandson and like this is my kid, you know, and I was like happy, but it's hard to see me like. Yeah. Um, I don't understand the next one that you. By the have. way, Dariana cried like as soon as he came out. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't cry immediately. It took me a second because he wasn't crying. So I was looking at the nurse. I was like, "Isn't he supposed to be crying?" And she was like, "Yeah, give him a second because they were cleaning up." Oh my gosh! And then he started crying. I was like, "Oh, like you know, like then it hit me." Um, oh, how do you feel about kids before marriage? I know that we did it. Um, would you do it again? Would you recommend it? Like, how would you deal with it with if Ethan was to grow up? Like, you know, I, think the, I believe it doesn't make a difference at all if you're married or you're not. Because mm-hmm. even if we were to be married and I decide to leave, I would have left. You yeah. know? Um, yeah, I honestly, it doesn't make a difference if you're married or not. I think it's just, it, it, it all comes down to like, are you taking the responsibility and you're going to love the kid and your wife and you're gonna keep going for them yeah 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 i think that that's like an old uh, old way of thinking from like our parents and grandparents you're like oh, yeah. you have to be married it's not gonna make a difference like if you, either you're gonna love it or not you know yeah okay so let's see um okay so some hobbies outside of being a dad i guess you already said what some of yours yeah. are but i mean kind of talk about like why you think that's important or how it's been important for you um well, I I truly believe that 
we as humans, we need to have something or we need to have goals, especially goals, because I think that if you don't have no goals, you're just going to be living every day and time is just going to fly by and you're just going to die without achieving anything. I think that goals push us to do different things. And when it comes to hobby, I believe that having a good hobby, you know, I'm just not hitting the club every, you know, the club 24-7. That's not a hobby. That's a problem. Um, (laughs) I think, you know, doing good things for your body, you know, hiking, having friends, you know, talking to your friends or going out and take photos. What I do that, you know, I go take photos. I do, I love doing hiking. I love traveling and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying, I'm waiting for Ethan to get to an age where like I can incorporate him like fully into like my hobbies. Cause that will make it more enjoyable if I, like I can take him hiking. Like I'll be like, hey, Diana, me and Ethan are leaving for a week. We're gonna be in the mountains. Bye bye. And um, a week. Yeah. <laughs> She's like over my dead body. <laughs> you you know. have to lay me flat. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, I think that when I get to incorporate my kids, it's gonna be better. I'm gonna be able to enjoy my hobbies more. But yeah, it's just part of like having a good balanced life. I feel like, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Go I was ahead. just going to say, I feel like it must be kind of difficult for you because you're on the road for so long yeah. and then you have such a short amount of time to be here yeah. that you have to be a dad and a partner and yeah. also spend time for yourself. Yo, like that balance just must be crazy. I'm a secretary out here. <laughs> Listen, because <laughs> it's, it's hard because when I come in, even if I'm outside, like, you know, when I get off from work, like on the weekends, you know, if I'm in a city, I'll probably take the train. I'll go take photos, walk, whatever. When I come home, it's like I have all the work laid out. Like, Diana makes a schedule. And it's like, oh, we need to go here. We need to do that. So the first, like, week, I'm just, like, doing chores and, like, getting paperwork done or doing whatever. And then probably at the end of the trip, like, you know, she'll give me my free time to chill. And, and, you know, it's like, it's not like I can come back and, like, lay down. I still have to, like, put, put in time with Ethan because... You know, he like he doesn't see me for a whole month. So like, the faster I can put in more time with him, the better for me because that way, um, you know, I have to rebuild our relationship every time, basically. Um, I never so, thought yeah. about it that way. It, it, I didn't like, either. Like it is true. Like I'm if I'm a planner, I'm an organizer. I have OCA. Um, so like it's true. Like when he comes home, I already have like the first week I entitled it to everything that we have to do as a family so whether it's groceries whether it's planning our meals whether it's what are we going to do with Ethan because when he comes home like I said I like to do activities whatever season it is we're doing something that week just so we're all as a family but also he has to take out time to be with Ethan individually throughout those two weeks that he's home so I'm like hey what are you going to do with him when do you want to take him are you going to go to the park today do you want to go to the indoor playground like what are you going to do so then he has to plan that out and then it's like he said towards the end of the week then I'm like okay that's when I'm like hey tomorrow morning don't worry about him sleep in your room do whatever you want to do I got him you know like that's just how and it goes by so Mm -hmm. fast and then it's like then you have to think about what he wants to do in the middle of the first week everything we have to do and then the end of the week before he leaves he gets his free time for those couple of days or a couple of hours sometimes it's just hours and, and then he has to think about oh do I want to go take photos oh but I'm so tired like I'd rather sleep right. oh but I want to go do this. oh but and, I want to hang out with a friend like, and then you know I I wouldn't say that I that I um, like I got mad over it or anything like that <clears throat> you know I think I came to the realization that I cannot come home and like 
expect you to give me free time when I know that you've been at work with Ethan for a whole month. Even though I've been working like, you know, 70 hours a week, I know that you've been working. So I can't come home and be like, oh my God, like, why are you bothering me? Like, I want to sleep, I want to play games or whatever. You know, so. <clears throat> also, there are those times where you do come home and I make sure I have nothing planned yeah. for a couple of days. So it's not like every time he comes no, home, no, every week or something. Yeah, yeah, but you know. It's like compromise. It comes it down. It comes down to compromise because sometimes I'll be getting off the plane and I'm like, I don't want to go outside. I don't want to get on the car. I don't want to drive the car. I don't want. I don't want to go nowhere. And like, I have to do it. You know. So yeah, it's compromise. And I think that um, another thing that I have learned is like, it's not about the quantity, the the amount of times that I'm with Ethan outside. It's the quality mm-hmm. because sometimes like I just be at home with him, but. I just got having some good times where, like, I, I noticed that he's more close to me and, like, he's enjoying the time than me. Like, oh, my God, I have to take him out just because, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that makes it work a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. But either way, um, and, you know, just, you know, we, we're going on a trip, so I'm very excited, you yes. know? So I haven't announced where we're going, so don't say it. My apologies. We're going to go to Haiti, you heard? <laughs> 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 but, uh looking for planning i think planning and looking forward to things yeah everything worth it because yeah when i go to work i'm always thinking about like oh when i get home we're gonna go out there we're gonna go do this do that and like it keeps me moving and it doesn't make it you know like depressing yeah Yeah. i was gonna say like that's also thank god for my ocd um that's also why i'm so vigilant about planning things whether it's like doing a family day whether it's doing a picnic whether it's doing a hike because sometimes he's like oh so what are we doing today and i'm like oh we're doing this and this and he's like mm, i would rather stay home and me like he said like he just came back from doing a month's right. work whatever but i also just did the same thing and mm-hmm. like and like it's admiring knowing that as a partner he knows that i'm doing the exact same thing that he's yeah. doing no matter like the workload so it's like when he comes home i'm like and i have to remind him something i'm like babe i don't want to do this like i would rather leave the tv on all day and we could all sit here and yeah. watch, watch all of the toy stories for all like you know but at the end of the day when we lay in bed we're gonna be like dang we should have did something today or dang that was not productive and don't get me wrong there are those days where we're just here we fill up this table with junk food or whatever and we all just have like a movie day you know but at the same time it's like i i never want to look back and have him go on his next trip and be like dang we could have did more this trip and then now we have to wait a whole month until he comes home and sometimes i mean 100 percent of the time when we come back from doing something we're always so glad that we did it. I don't think there's ever been a time where we did something as a mm-hmm. family that we're like, oh, dang, we should have not did that. Like, we have pictures to look back on. We have videos. And it's like, at the end of the day, like, Ethan took the fattest nap of his life. So, like, why would we not be excited about that? You yeah, know? You know, it, it's, it's good to, you know, to have those lazy days, even though, you know, at the end of the day, you complain about it. Because, for example, today, I was like, when we were putting Ethan to bed, I was like, oh, today wasn't a, like, a productive day. Because, you know, we've been doing so much every day. Like, yeah, you know, but now then, it's starting to, like, slow down. Slow down, yeah. but then she said, oh, you went to the DMV, you did this, you did that. And, you know, I was like, oh, you're kind of right. So yeah. it was productive, so. Yeah. I don't Just know. the little things. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So the next question is, what do you think makes a woman more attractive? Oh, Lord. Come on, dog. No. <laughs> I, I think my perspective has changed. Um, when it comes to that because before I became a dad um, 
on my teens, you know, from, I would say from 2000, when I was uh, 17, no, from the age of 17 and up uh, until I met Tariana, my perspective was different because I didn't have no kid or anything and I didn't value certain things. And I wasn't, I wasn't trying to grow and like have things and like live a good life or have a business or anything like that. It was just like, yo, I'm just a teenager, bro. I'm trying to go anywhere. I'm trying to do this, do that, have party, you yeah. know, have fun. And I wasn't looking at, nice. I wasn't, be, <laughs> I wasn't looking at quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at bodies and image. Mm-hmm. Oh, she looked bad. Oh my God, the fatty, whatever, whatever. Like, <laughs> That's you so know? And, and it was very super superficial. But then when I saw Dariana and I met her, right? I started to think, like, it's probably more than just looks. And then it comes, you know, the question that you ask, like, what makes a woman, what was it, more attractive? More attractive. More attractive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Because at the end of the day, image goes away. I'm going to get wrinkled and old. Probably faster because I don't be putting no sunscreen, you know? <laughs> And I keep on telling them, girls, remind your men <laughs> to wear sunscreen. And everybody's going to get old, you know, so we're not going to look beautiful forever. Um, and then know. when... I'm like, I am. No, but I'm, then, not doing right. my, I'm not doing my face between every morning and night for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I was like, okay, so if we're not going to be beautiful forever, there has to be more than this. And then just observing and going through life and seeing people's perspective especially men a lot of men like in my life that i know like my uncles um some friends like john whatever and i i used to okay john a little free shout out for john John. (laughs) he was like john and and we can if you guys ask me about men cheating i can tell you the juice like the real juice (laughs) um and i realized that at the end of the day you want to be with somebody that is going to support you Somebody that's going to push you to do better. Somebody that is going to love you unconditionally. Somebody that is going to protect and love your seeds, you know, your kids. <laughs> Not the seeds. Yeah, and somebody that <laughs> the seeds somebody that wants the same as you. Somebody that wants to build up. And somebody that wants to move forward. So I think that the, the, the major factors that make a woman attractive are personality. Um, and how they behave around people. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, how they behave around people, um, their values. You know, if they respect themselves, if they respect you, um, and I think that a woman that is hungry for more, for success, is probably one of the main like things that will make. I mean, to me, that will make me more attracted to a woman. You know, yeah. because a woman that wants better is like what you need in life. If your woman is not pushing you to do better, I'm not saying to like, oh my God, you only make fifty thousand. I hate you. Type thing. <laughs> Dang, but, that was a gross. No, I hate you. Oh my God, you're not providing enough. <clears throat> it's not about that because me and Dana, well, at one point I had twenty dollars and we were broke. It wasn't twenty. Don't get it twisted. You Bro, give yourself a lot more. Two, credit. Taco, two Taco Bell's burritos. That was like exactly. What's that? Like three fifty? Yeah, three fifty. That's that, that's what I had. He said twenty dollars. You wish you had twenty dollars at the time. Yeah, you're funny. Bro. And um, it's not about that, but it's about okay. Like we're in a bad situation, but I know that you can do better, and we're gonna do better. Just focus up. 
that's what you want. You want somebody that is not going to be there judging you or like, oh my God, I wish you did better. It's like, okay, we're, we are here. What can we do so we can be a little bit better or we can keep progressing? So I think that when you progress and you see where you were and you look back at pictures, it's so satisfying, right? And just knowing that everything that you have, you did it. I, I wouldn't say not to get help because help is always good. But just knowing that everything that you have achieved, you have done it yourself. By yourself. Yeah, by yourself. And that, you know, nobody can point at you and say, I did that for you and you didn't do nothing. That's the best satisfaction because every day that I go out, I feel like the best man ever. Because I know that I'm standing by myself and I'm like supporting my family, myself and my hard work. And nobody can say nothing about it, right? And... Even where we are now, now we're not rich or anything like that, but we just we're, we're just hungry, and we're just like thinking about the future, thinking about the future. Like Diana complains about me like working and stuff like that, but every time that she complains, I'm like, listen, I'd rather sacrifice a little bit now. It might hurt, but I want to be in my forties and be able to actually enjoy our kids and if by that time we have grandkids you know good and not be stressed about certain things about in, in life because I think that when you live your life worrying about rent and bills and not actually enjoying life like it's, it's like the worst yeah. you know so if I can sacrifice a little bit now to be better in the future shit let's do it <clears throat> you know and I think that that's one of the worst uh that's one of the problems with, <laughs> with people now because everybody is just looking for early reward without thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody's like, oh my God, I'm young, I'm sexy, I can do what I want, you know, party this, party down, party this, party now, and then 30 hits. And I'm like, oh my God, I just hit my 30s. Now I look the baddest, you know, and go, <laughs> go, 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 go. And then you hit your 35s, and then it's like, oh crap, like, I never put effort into getting somebody that would love me for who I am. And now that I'm not beautiful, nobody gives a fuck about me. Or, not beautiful at 35. You know, and, and then, oh my God, I'm 35. And I never, <laughs> I never saved a dime and I don't have nothing to show for myself. And people need to understand that the older you get... Stop. No, no, fact. Not you, her. The, the older you get, the less valuable you become. And that's just facts. Because somebody would not give you a, a job if you're 55. They would give it to a younger, that, a younger kid that is 25. So it's like a ticking clock that we have that if we don't do nothing, we just stay still. You know, it's going to get worse in the future. Thank you that much. I just love how we got here from the question I that I asked you. <laughs> That's what he just went from one thing to another. Yeah, but no. weird, weird question. Do you now find mothers more attractive after like... Oh, yeah. I don't know. I've heard that before. Yo, what is this, dog? I'm just interested. interested, Like, curious in that. That is some crazy shit. So, yes. Um, Damn, babe. What what, what is it? Because you're talking into that. I don't. Yeah. (laughs) You know, flustered. You're getting flustered over this question. I just said, do you find mothers to be more attractive now? Like, after watching Darren and become a mother? Like, 
Just an it, just it, a it wasn't question. that deep of a no, question. You kinda, dig it. You kinda, like you know why, every kinda, mother. No, no, it's kind of deep because if I say, "Oh, I do," it's like then he's like, "Hmm." No, because I know that's not the way she's asking it. She's no. just saying, "Do you find mothers more attractive?" Well, like it's I not like every mother that walks by, oh, then she hot. Like no. she's just saying, like motherhood no. in general. I don't think I look at that, you know. And if I, I ever did. <laughs> well, you got very hot and bothered over the yeah. No, it's, it's, that like, it's like a, it's I like think because he was question. thinking about it in like a different way that yeah, yeah. Like, didn't need to be thought yeah, about yeah, that yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, no, no, no. I think, I don't know. I just think a woman that loves to work and loves to progress is like very attractive, right, baby? I, I don't know. I don't look at women that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like right, right. <laughs> oh my lord, you got a little flustered. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, this is the last good. question. Okay, um, what is your goal in life? Short. You know my goals. My goal is not to go to work and I, so I can spend unlimited time with my family. Yes, unlimited. bless up. That we is the want goal. generational wealth for our future kids and to have you have us retired at an early age so we can spend yeah. a lot of time with our kids and grandkids. Yeah, that's, that's the goal, I think. What are I don't personal know. goals? I, I wouldn't say that retire because... I have noticed that as soon as you retire, you die. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I have noticed that a lot of people that when they're working, they're like, you know, even if they're in the 60s or their 50s, they're doing good, everything is going fine. And as soon as you retire, you just die because you don't have a purpose. I don't know. What do you mean by die? You just die, bro. <laughs> That's not true. Bro, look at it. Where is the statistic on that? I don't that? think there's a, a statistic. That's not true, but... I think that... <laughs> oh, my God. I don't. I don't think that that's a statistic, right? But I do believe that when people have a meaning and they have a when you have a meaning to to keep on living, you live. And when you but that lose, doesn't mean you die, Josue. You should have chose your words wisely. You you will understand eventually. <laughs> but I think that that having goals and having meaning and actually keep keep on working keeps somebody. You know, it keeps you alive. But yeah, I'm but ta- you can I'm, have- t- I'm not. I'm not. When I say retire, I'm I'm talking about like you like we're living comfortably and you don't have to go slave at a job. Oh no, of course. Of that course. I mean, that's what still, I'm. Yeah. You'll still have yeah. hobbies yeah. and purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that, course, I'm course. not saying oh retire no. and you're just in bed watching TV no, no, of all course, day. That's what I'm saying. Thank you for the word because it's perfect pur- purpose. That's what I was trying to say. Um, you know, not have to work as hard, but still have like purpose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. <laughs> that's what, okay. I got bullied. No, you just you, you take something and you just run with it. It's my truth. Man. Yeah, we know, honey. Okay, uh, okay. So I want to play this game with you guys. I'm supposed to play this with our other uh, guests. I'm supposed to be on tape. I'm going to play it with Josue and Kendra. So it's called the first word that comes to mind. I'm going to say a word, and immediately you have to say the first word that comes to mind. So I'm going to play it with Kendra first because knowing you, you don't have any difficulties. So we. Um, Oh, we don't say a word at the same time? No, I'm going to do you first, which okay. is a separate word list, and then I'm going to do Josue, okay? So I kind of want to see, like, what we, we each say okay, so, to the but same like, word. Okay, so, how would we do that? What we is, just both say, you uh, say the word, and then we both say what we think. You need to tell me the, the explanations in you Spanish, see, because that's, I'm you, dumb. Okay. That's why I said I'm excited. Okay, so I'm going to say a random word. Okay. Like, pillow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say one, two, three, and you guys are both going to say... The first word that comes to mind. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. All right. I'm, not, I'm actually not going don't to say, say one, two, one, two, three. Yeah, because it's going to give you guys enough time to think. I'm yeah. just going to say a word and immediately just say the first word that comes to mind. Don't yell it. 
just say it. I'm like, <laughs> I know, we're like guys. getting good computer. Okay, dang, I had two separate lists. I'm going to try to combine them. Okay, ready? You got it? Yeah. One, <laughs> I'm going to say it. Love. You just Airplane. Sex. <laughs> did you say airplane? <laughs> Why did you say airplane? I don't know. That's what came to my mind. Why did you say sex? I don't know. Love, I got really okay. flustered. Hers made more sense. Love and sex. Okay. Maybe um, he fell in love on an airplane one time. Yeah. Well, he loves airplanes. Yeah, like well, he wants to be go. a pilot in his. It's in my mind. In like his dream. Okay. Um, game. Boy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I, I got, when you said game, I had like a brain fart. I just lost oh it. Oh my god! <laughs> this okay. game makes me like my makes brain. Hey, my brain yeah, is overthinking right now. Like, just don't think. Don't think about anything. Okay, okay. ready? Dad. Oh <laughs> <laughs> You guys are terrible. You guys are terrible. No, you didn't say anything, and you said what? Yo, your brain over it freezes, right? You, did you say homo? <laughs> I, heard, I heard omo. I say omo. I don't know. But What's omo? I don't know. Kendra <laughs> just bursted out laughing. Oh my god. Okay, ready? Say something, please, guys. Okay, okay ready? Yeah. Beard. Oil. Josue, <laughs> you're terrible. Oil. <laughs> Beard, oil. At least your, your words make sense. Oh, you know, this is the thing. You need to understand that when when English is not your main language, like it you takes can say a, anything. It takes a minute for your brain to process. I understand. <laughs> if you want to say a Spanish word, you can say Spanish. I don't know. It's just hard. Oh Lord, no, you're hard. <laughs> okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Religion. Home. Ew. <laughs> home. I mean. You said home. Home. Yeah. You said ew. ew. Okay. Skinny. Oh. Eyebrows. You guys, what is wrong with you guys? If I show you other people playing this game, you guys would laugh at yourself. You're supposed to say it immediately. What did you say? You don't even know what you said. I, I think I said eyebrows. Eyebrows. Okay, skinny eyebrows. What about Kendra? I just said, oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is hard. Ready? Yeah. Weed. Smoke. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's so sad. That's so sad. I mean. What did you say? Smoke. Kendra said, oh. I'm, I'm too high for this game. Oh, my God. Just, oh. You oh. Like, uh, what oh, is my it? God. 420 something? Oh, my God. Okay. Jeez, this is hard for me. It's hard. Red. Blue. Blue. Oh. Okay. Are you guys telepathically connected? <laughs> okay. Eyes. Orange. <laughs> what did you say? Bright. Bright? Yeah. Orange? <laughs> Low. Elephant. <laughs> I was thinking rider. Rider? Elephant. Okay. That's so funny. Bald. Gorgeous. Gorgeous? Eagle. Bald eagle. So at least we know if Ryan gets bald, you'll think he's gorgeous. My brain is just trying to spit out words. I spit out words. <laughs> okay. Basketball. Player. Basketball player, bro. Why is it that every time he answers, you look at him like he's wrong, but you haven't even answered? <laughs> Have you played this game before? Yeah, this is yes, really I played once. Diana plays all kinds of oh games. Oh my god, this is really hard. It's really hard, right? Yes. Like, I'm on the edge right now. <laughs> okay, think think of a word, and me and Kendra are going to say it. You could go off of Does this Does you list. want to use this list? Oh. 
think of this one. Oh. Oh wait, that's the same list you said. <laughs> you could do from that word down. Oh my god, I I got them here. Oh my oh god. god, now I'm scared. <laughs> Go. Chair. Hobo. <laughs> what? That's terrible. Chair hobo. I don't even know why I thought of hobo. I think the best way to play this game is like trying not to think of a word, so like just like blank. Yeah, I'm trying to get in a meditative yeah. state right now. Okay, go. Sky. Rocket. Air. Okay. 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 Rocket. Okay. 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 English. Lord. Language. Lord. Lord. Okay. British. Yes, Lord. Lord. I think I said language. Language. Okay. 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 Bus. Airplane. Okay, look at you guys. <laughs> okay. Gucci. Purse. Why? Why? <laughs> I don't know why. why? I said why? Oh, you said purse. Purse. Okay, purse? Good. Closer. I was waiting for you to say Prada or something like oh, that. Oh, So sad. Oh, I should have said Balenciaga. <laughs> Texas. Austin. Oh, Chainsaw? Massacre? Chainsaw? Chainsaw. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um... Invincible? Courageous. Credible? I said incredible. Oh, courageous. Okay. That was a good one. Sexy? Porn. <gasps> oh, whoa. whoa. Oh. That's the first thing that came to mind. Jesus Porn. Christ. Sexy. What did you say? You need an answer to this. She got so sick by I that. did. Yeah, no, that was... I would expect that from me, bro. <laughs> that's just the first thing that came to mind. Church? Ugh. Hobby? I don't even know what I thought. Hobby? I don't know what I thought. Hobby. I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. Car? No, Range Rover. Okay. <laughs> Range Rover? Baby? Blue. Want? A blue baby. <laughs> I don't want a blue Wrong. baby. I just want. Okay. Can I ask you guys some questions? Yeah, sure. Oh, questions for us? Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Live? Live Q&A here at the we studio. Have some time. Okay, okay, okay. So I was gonna like dig up our minds. Oh, I love it. Wow. Okay. Um, for both of you guys, how has um mothership? I mean, <laughs> Mother- motherhood. Motherhood. Mothership. Motherhood. Uh, changed your guys's perspectives in life. How how has motherhood changed your guys' <laughs> perspectives in life? Wow, what a great that's question. A, that's a deep one. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Jesus. Um, how has it changed my perspective? Honestly, I don't know that I could just like pinpoint one thing, but I notice it in just like many different ways as I'm going about my life, and I'm like, hmm, I think about that differently now, or like mm-hmm. these things are a lot less important to me than what it used to be like Mm -hmm. i used to be very before i had iris very much like i cannot rest until everything is done everything is clean like i would not allow myself (laughs) time to just like be Mm -hmm. um and after having her i had to really like learn how to slow down and like leave dishes in the sink or just like leave laundry unfolded so that i can just sit down and be present and be with her um and that was something that's been really hard for me so i used to feel very like I used to tie my success to my productivity. Um, and Thanks. now it's definitely switched to where I 
feel like I'm succeeding when I'm just like being still and being present and being like with Iris or with my family. And I think that's probably like the biggest perspective change maybe that I can think of at the moment. That's really good. Yeah. Um, Every time someone asks me the question, I always have the same answer and it's patience. Mm. Ethan has just taught me so much patience in regards to how I parent him, in regards to even before I knew what gentle parenting was or anything like that. Like he's just taught me so much patience. The same thing that you were saying, like you go about life a little bit differently. Um, I'm the exact same way. Like I used to, let's say a scenario, I would go into Target, do my own thing. Wouldn't really be like caring about my surroundings or like if I hurt a baby, whatever. Now it's like, I'm so alert of everything. I'm like, where are the exit signs? Okay, he has to stand on this side. I have to park near the cart just in case something happens to me. Like my inner thoughts, you already know, have been (laughs) 10 times more than what they were. But just in regards to like anything, my word is just like, Patience, okay. like before it goes away, and I want to say that Diana has become like a baby alert alarm because we go, we go to Target, and she will come to me like I will be in the electronic section. She's like, "Babe, there was this baby crying. Like the parents were terrible." <laughs> I'm like, oh, "Okay." She's like, "Yeah, the poor thing was crying, and they didn't care." I'm like, "Okay." And, uh, you know, I think you're more aware of babies behavior. You definitely notice it more. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know where we were. We were at Target. Was it Target? Yeah. Target's an and evil place. No, was it Target? No, it was the Dollar Tree. It was the, yes. We were in the aisle and on the, like, it was the same aisle, but, like, across. Hmm? And this mom was like, what was she saying to the daughter? I don't daughter? know. She was just, like, she was being, being rude. She was being She was just mean. shutting her down. Like, she I think like, her daughter she, was complaining or upset yeah, about something. Her daughter something. was crying or, or, or doing something. And the mom just responded to her so mean. And it wasn't just me. Me and Kendra immediately, we, looked at each we other. both were like, what the hell? Like, I was like, <laughs> like, I, was like, uh, I, was like no. I was like, say one more thing, because I'll be the first one. Kendra, hit the record button right now. We'll be a world star. Like, I, w- I was not with it. Yeah. I was like, okay. Good, yeah. good, 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 good. But um, another question is, if, if somehow you guys were able to go back in time, will you guys change, will you guys change anything that you have done? It made it like in a different way when it comes to raising your kids and like the whole pregnancy, you know, process and everything. Would you have done anything differently? Mm. You answer that one first. Dang it. I knew that was coming. You know me coming crazy with the questions. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because you asked me a question. I think it was earlier today. Like, would you change anything about our relationship or something i was like no i wouldn't change anything but um in regards to like pregnancy or being a mother if i would mm-hmm. change anything i like i love the answer where it's like no i wouldn't change anything because it wouldn't it wouldn't be where i am today but like really trying to think if i did have the opportunity to change it and it wouldn't change anything i don't i don't know if i would change anything i think I think I would be a little bit more outspoken in regards to wanting help. Mm. Like, mm. I think I didn't have any help from family. That's fine. And even though, even though they never really reached out and asked me for help, I think even though maybe other people aren't asking you for help, I think it's still good to be like, hey, it would be nice if you guys came over be more. more it, it, yeah, yeah, like, just being more vocal. Because now I'm so, like, if you had a problem, be like, why wouldn't you want to speak to her about that? Like, open your mind. Like, I'm mm. so like that to everyone now and i've always been like that but specifically when we were like in our newborn phase and when i was pregnant and we were really like dirt poor (laughs) like i didn't ask anyone for help and i think at some point it was because like i I just didn't want anyone to know my problems 
but mm-hmm. now going back, I'd be like, it would have been so beneficial if someone was to come over and just let me take a shower for 15 minutes. And instead of me having a breakdown and going through postpartum depression for a longer period and almost being put on medicine and all that stuff, I think it would have helped me if I yeah. did just ask, ask for, for help, help sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So remember, even though you think that people are going to judge you, if you can ask, you know, ask help, you know, ask your loved ones, your close ones, mm-hmm. people yeah. that you think, you know. Because sometimes you assume what people are going to say, so you don't want to ask. You don't want that, yeah. And even, right. even thinking back now, people probably would have not helped me in certain times it still would have been nice to know, okay, I did it, and at least I tried, instead mm-hmm. of being like, mm, they probably would have not did it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Oh, gosh. Um, one thing I feel like I would have wanted to change is just maybe, like, being more clear on setting boundaries with people mm-hmm. um, regarding, like, how I choose to parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, girl. That's so fact. Yeah, okay, and, you know, girl. it's especially hard when it's, like, with family and they're like oh well why don't you just do it like this or mm-hmm. here why don't i give you this and this will help you and it's it's i wish i would have been more clear on like no i've already thought about this yeah. like i know what i'm doing and this is my decision mm-hmm. yeah but it's really hard especially as a first-time mom mm-hmm. because you kind of feel like oh should i be doing it like another way or maybe they know better or yeah, yeah so i think just like being more clear i'm definitely now second time around <laughs> I know what I'm doing, yeah. um, mm-hmm. so I think that I can like set those boundaries much better this time. Yeah. Why was it? Sorry. Why was it hard for you? You think to set those boundaries was it because you were a first time mom and you just wanted help, or was it like? I don't know. It was probably was a multitude of things. Probably also me like learning how to set boundaries for myself to mm-hmm. begin with. Something that I've just never been good at doing. Um, also, maybe. A part of me is just very much wanting to like please people. Yeah, that's me too. Yeah, Yeah. so it's hard for me to be like no. Yeah, and I I wanted to say that when it came to us too, like especially from my side, it's like the grandparents. They always want you know they they have their ways and they want like to enforce their ways and to like you know. Like, let's say that Diana or, like, the way that she's raising our kid and, like, oh, you can do this, you can do that. Or, like, oh, why are you guys just doing this? Or why are you guys not doing that? And, you know, um, I think that it's very important to, like, let the family know, like, hey, you know, I understand. I appreciate your, you know, your comments and suggestions, but this is my kid and I set the rules. Um, Yeah. So, you know, and I think we did that after, like, Darina, like, told me, like, hey, like, I, put my foot I down. really mm-hmm. don't appreciate the, yeah. it couldn't be me. you know, the comments <laughs> from your parents or whatever, like, and I, I do appreciate, you know, the fact that they're trying to help, but, like, I want to do it my way. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, you know, we let that go. And you know. I, I heard the saying once, um, I was talking to a friend and she told me this and I would always stick with this. It's like the same way that your parents tried to help you now. It's like they have to think about when they were raising you. Mm-hmm. How did their parents tell so, you yeah. to raise them? And yeah. they were like, no, this is my child. Like, what you know? And it's like, it's, it's like you said, some things are good. And mm-hmm. okay, like, I'll take it. But if I don't take it, like, respectfully, back the hell off. Right. <laughs> because it's like, they, like, thinking about it. And, like, they, some people still do it now mm-hmm. till this day. Where, like, even if they don't do it as harsh as they did in the beginning, they'll still put a little bit of their input. And it's like with Ethan's hair. Everyone love his hair, love his hair, love his hair. Anyone that we see out, and I tell you guys this all the time. Oh my god, I love his hair. Oh, is she a girl? I love her. you know whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but then you have those people that it's always the immediate family that are always like, Where are you cut his buy? hair, cut yeah. his hair. When are you gonna cut it? His hair's gonna be really short. I trim it enough 
to where he could see. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't seeing and his hair was up to here, then go ahead and be like, girl, <laughs> sweet <day. laughs> cut the hair. And I'm like, okay, yeah. bad, bad, bad. But it's like, I, Josue had beautiful hair when he was younger and his mom cut it. And now, no offense, look at his hair. He had beautiful hair and his mom's mom told him to cut it. Yeah. And now he has hair like that. And now he's like, dang, like if I didn't have, like, and his brother has beautiful curly hair j- just like Ethan and they never cut his. And it's like, it's not to because say. Because they learned with me. Yeah. yeah. but yeah. It's, it, And it's not to say, oh, if I do that, Ethan's hair is never sure. going to grow back. And it's like, eventually I do want to trim it lower, whatever. That's fine. But it's like just little things like that. Where it's like, it's your decision. It's like, it's like, <laughs> and I get it. Like everyone's like, oh, like if I put product on his hair, I'm like, you tell me to. You're like, oh, did you wash his hair yesterday? And it's because when I put product on it, it gets, you know, it's a little shorter and it's more nicer. But I'm not going to put product on my son's hair every single day to then have his hair be so flat and then the curls aren't going to be as strong. You know, whatever. But my point is, it's like, it still happens till this day, but it's also a responsibility to let them know, hey, this is how I feel. But then a part of me also has to be like, okay, they are like immediate family. So it's like, how do you say something without saying something too much without like making a mess in the family over some hair? I know. And like another thing that I've found interesting, just as Iris has been getting older and like her interactions, especially with my family have been getting like, I don't know, better. Mm -hmm. um, It's just like my parents or somebody, it doesn't have to be my parents, but somebody making comments like to her, like, oh no, we don't do that. Or so, you know, I don't know that maybe that's not a good example. Um, but that has happened, and me having to but like feel don't like do, do what? I? I don't know. Just it, I can't even think of it anything. Might be like a random things. Like, random things like maybe she's standing on the couch, and they're like, "Oh yeah. no, we don't do that," or like she does something playful, and they say, "Oh no, be nice." I don't know. I I truly can't think of a real mm-hmm. example. The point being is me trying to navigate like how much am I going to insert myself into that scenario mm. and take over or let them have their own interaction because Do you mm. take over it depends because at the end of the day like that's also their interaction yeah but i understand that she's still so little right now that she doesn't really understand mm. like how to speak for herself yeah but like as she's getting older that's just something that i'm becoming more aware of like I'm going to have to start stepping more back into the mm-hmm. background and letting her interactions with other people be her interactions. Yeah. Um, and that's just something interesting that I've noticed. Yeah, I think happening. my thing with that has always been, I've always told Sway this and I've always told my parents this because like uh, even when Ethan was super young, like I don't even think crawl, they were already saying things that he couldn't do in their house. Before, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, when you go to grandma grandpa's house that's where you should feel like free and like yeah i'm getting away from my parents because do whatever so it's like okay i get it maybe not every situation is like that let me clarify um <clears throat> my parents told Ethan that he can go to their home and destroy whatever he wants they will not object yeah i'm talking about mine okay, okay. whatever <laughs> whatever um but what's it called i just think and my thing has always been until ethan is able to feel what he feels and is able to to vocalize like yeah. whatever i am going to speak up for him i in the same way i do like step back like if we're at your house and whatever like he's and i like, tell you this all the time like if they're bickering or something and it's not that dramatic i'm like because it's interesting i'm to like, watch I'm, like observe and yeah, figure it out. exactly like i'm like just let them be yeah. like you know like they're fine they'll get over it one of them will share the, the other one will run but um when it comes to especially family that have already shown past things mm-hmm. i'm going i'm, I'm yeah. going to step up because i'm not one to keep my mouth shut and also because ethan is already at that age where he knows if he's scared if something's wrong if he hears even a tone of a difference 
he runs immediately to his parents and i want him to know that okay i'm also safe with my parents but i know my parents will always stick up stick up for me and like advocate for me like i never want him to be like oh like i'm safe with my parents but my parents won't stick up you know like won't defend me like in a way you know and it all starts from when they're young Mm -hmm. so like I get your perspective on like trying to step back because I do that but when it comes to certain family members that have already shown their colors and they're not going to change oh I'm putting my foot down sweetie now that you said that I wanted to add a little point um and it goes to the Hispanic parents because they don't be stepping in for their kids One time we were in the it capital. It could be blacks, whites, Asians. You know, I'm talking from experience. Okay, so just say you're talking from experience. I'm telling my <laughs> truth. One time we were at a family member home, and I think I had like a couple years without seeing my dad. So my dad was in town, and um, you know, the adults, I guess, they were going out to drink or whatever, and like, you know, I was just a kid that wanted to be around his parents. And I wanted to go with my parents, right? And one of my uncles was like, "No, you're not going there, whatever." You know it. I started crying, whatever. And I remember this like it was today. Your uncle whooped my butt so crazy, bro. Like, he whooped it so crazy that he, they had to throw water on me, bro. Because I was burning from the whooping. <laughs> Wait, I'm so confused. Listen. The, Are you the, confused? Or do you no, get, listen, it? The, I get it? You know when you get your ass whooped, but they hit you with the belt? Your body just goes red, bro. I was, I was. But why? Okay, but my question is, why did they whoop you? Because you wanted to go. Because with I them? wanted to go crying. with them, and he said I wasn't going. He whooped me behind, and I saw my mom and dad just standing there, not saying nothing. And then he threw water at me so I can cool down. And then they Wait, did he? He actually threw water on you? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm telling you, that's. You and know, your parents didn't do anything. Bro, they just watched, bro. They say. Wait, nothing. who hit you? His uncle. Uh, not not Handy, but another one. I wasn't asking for names, but really yeah. keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah, he beat. Yo, he's a stroyman, bro. Like he. And your parents didn't do anything. Yeah, you see, that anything. can never be us. No. They didn't say if anything. Someone they just lays watched. a hand on my like, child. No, that's different. Oh, so they. Yeah, so there was there was I'm definitely going to jail. there was the bail bond money. <laughs> there was uh, in that situation there was like no boundaries. I think that me looking back, I think if I were if I would have been in that position and I worked, you know, my dad and. You know, whatever, like, hey, yo, like, get up, get the, you know, get the fuck off. Like, don't put a, a finger on my kid. If my kid wants to go, you know, he will go. And if he has to stay, I will let him know, like, hey, like, Ethan, you have to stay, you know. So, it's okay. You be a say, I will talk to you tomorrow. But, you know, I don't think that anyone should be allowed to put their hands on somebody else's kid. No, no like, that was, that was more so crazy. I'm still traumatized, dog. I'm getting so heated <laughs> just thinking about it. Um, well... Thanks for the questions that you asked us because we're preparing something soon for us to have people send in questions mm-hmm. for us to answer. So give us a little taste of what it would be well, like. Yeah. But um, we just want to say thanks for being on the podcast episode. You're our first guest. So I when know. this takes off, because it will take off, you can say you were the first the guest. <laughs> I love it. It was nice to get insight just like on you as a person, but also as your experience as a father because yeah. everybody's experience is it's so different. different. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I just wanted to say that if you guys do an episode about um, men and their behavior and cheating and all those things, yo, get me in here. I got the questions. I got the answers. You guys get the questions. And uh, and I think it would be better if we have another man because like it's my way of thinking and how I see the landscape. Mm-hmm. But another man might have another point of view. And I think that for women that listen to this podcast, it's like, it will be very informative. Because I think that women are not seeing how these 
men are behaving and why they do their things they do. That's all I have to say, you know. All right, it was nice being here. I appreciate it. <laughs> Anywho. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you guys got a lot of Josue. Um, but hopefully you guys liked this episode. Yeah. Um, it was a little different, but... Um, I think that's it, right? Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, until then, have a good week. Yeah, have a good week, guys. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you don't get cheated on. <laughs>